Hello, everybody, and welcome to your week two check-in. Hello, Maz. Hello. How are you, Maz? Excited because my brother is expecting a baby and it's late and he's just texted our family WhatsApp this morning saying, baby's on the way and he's in Switzerland, oh. so we can't be there, but it's so exciting. Oh, yeah. so I'm checking my phone every two seconds. Oh, so exciting! And then your your little baby's gonna have a little little cousin friend as well. I love no, it. I know. We're really hoping that their their kid will be amazing at skiing, and so they'll be able to <laughs> they'll be able to ski together because we want our baby to be able to ski. <laughs> and Steve isn't great either. We thought it'd be a really nice thing to. We went through a whole. Is there anything that you can't do and I can't do that we wish that we could do? And we, that's mm. something that we landed on skiing. Like we never learned how to ski when we were younger, which I think is the key, isn't it? When you see little kids like whizzing down the slopes because they're fearless, that's when you need to learn. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and in Switzerland, obviously, when you're like four years old, you're a good skier. <laughs> so their, their child will be, yeah, will no doubt be more advanced. But yeah, I think it would be a nice skill. I think it'll Can be great. Ski? It's very convenient. When I went last year, didn't I, with Nick oh, for yeah, the first Nick, time? Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. We had such a laugh. But I, I took it really seriously. I had lessons before here, you know, on the dry slopes. Then I got there. I was like, oh, a little bit different. And then it was like, don't worry, babe, I've got you. We're going to be fine. And Nick is a great skier. Like he's skied. Like his family have a chalet there and skied there every year. And he's like, I know the what the best slopes. They will go on the the easy ones are the like are they the the green yeah green slopes um and then the harder ones is black isn't it but I think red is the one that's still quite hard well day two Nick took a wrong turn we took a wrong turn no. we end up yeah at the top of a, of a slope and that is that was one of the moments where I thought I might die or I'm happy to just lie here and just let oh like let it was God. horrific did you get down how did you get down did you ski down I skied, then I fell, and I skied, and then I fell, and then I was so <laughs> proud. And then I'm like lying down, and it was like, right, come on. And I was going, come on, Chelsea, come on. Talking to myself, uh, you can do it, come on. And I was going, Nick. But I thought, I can't, what else am I going to do? Anyway, oh, yeah, God, we've got to get down somehow. There's probably almost like baptism of fire there. Just go straight in. Yeah. Oh, my God. I tell you what, I needed a bloody drink after that. Pray. All about the Apre ski. Oh, Apre, um, so, thank you. So we we have some exciting news this week. We have started mm -hmm. with our own coach. Oh. So we thought that it would be nice to share with you all that we wanted some accountability. We wanted to have to check in. We wanted to have to keep building ideas and getting help from experts and um it's been great hasn't it Charles? it's been really good because it's been quite we've been reflecting on it's sort of like we have been put in the position of all of you girls and um there's been certain things that you know we've had to do we have to do a check-in and we have to have that we had that first week we've just done our first week and it's like oh my god where, where's the form where is it and you get into panic mode or have i done this right or i don't understand <laughs> this and it's, it's sort of like that same thing and it's it's really interesting um to be put in that position but now we're heading into week two and it's that moment of going oh my god actually we know what we're doing and hopefully you feel like that in the second week as well yeah it's like a sense of calm that's how you described it yesterday you said, I feel calm and that yeah. is 
everything, having this like structure and having a plan mm. of action just instantly takes mm. that weight off your shoulders because we, when you try and do everything yourself and for you girls, if you were trying to diet yourselves or trying to keep on top of all of your exercise classes or whatever, without any guidance, then you do feel like sometimes you're just stabbing in the dark. So it's just this, like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, we know what we're doing. We know the vision. We know how to get there. And it's just brick by brick every day at a time. Um, and we're totally confident that we'll get there. And, and the same with you girls. Yeah. And also, like, it's so nice just to know, and I also want all of you to feel like this as well, like a big thing for us is knowing that we have somebody there to ask. Um, and we really want you to know that we're here too. So we're here for you to ask us your questions. That's why you've decided to go with us instead of just sign up for a random app where it gives you free workouts or we pay five pounds a month. Like, this is what you're paying for so that we can coach you and we can give you help. So, on that note, <laughs> let's go to the questions. Questions this week. We'll start with Hannah. Shoes. I've seen some people recommending wearing shoes like Converse when strength training because flat soles, I think. Do you recommend trainers or Converse? Great question. So for optimal um, performance, you want to be able to feel your feet on the floor, especially for things like squats and deadlifts and RDLs, when you really need that stability. We always talk about that tripod foot. So you've got your big toe, your baby toe, and your heel screwing into the floor and making sure that you're feeling stable and secure before you go into your lift. Everything starts from the feet up. Whereas if you've got your squidgy runners on, like a big rocker trainer or um, ASICs or something, you can't really feel the floor. So actually imagine that you're on a bit of a squidgy surface and you're not quite solid. You're a little bit rocking from side to side. That might have a detrimental effect. So what I would suggest is that if you're training at home, just training your socks, it's great. If you're training in a gym, I like to wear um, Metcons, a Nike Metcon, which is flat, flat sole. Um, I can really get a nice connection with the floor. Um, Converse are also fine. Um, but also, you can just take take your sh shoes off for those. You can just train in your socks. You can do your squats and your deadlifts and your big compounds in your socks, and that's totally fine. Uh, but I would say if you're doing cardio on the same day, make sure you have got both pairs with you. Don't be running um, your 5K and your Converse because your shins and your knees aren't going to thank you. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm just laughing thinking about shoes. If you're doing cardio and weights, let me just bring your whole your whole rucksack. Just release the ten pairs of shoes. I take I take a big bag around the gym with me. Honestly, people think I'm a nutter because <laughs> I'm filming a lot of my workouts anyway. So I look like that prize prize bellend. But I have I've just had to get over it. I've had to get over the embarrassment of it. And so I've got I've got a spare pair of shoes in there as well, actually. So yeah, I am that person. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you are my little gym bag right <laughs> Debbie I seem to have reached a plateau with my upper body weights and I am really struggling with my current weights for the last three to four reps do I need to push for heavier weights or less reps um so this is really normal Debbie if you're struggling to hit your current rep range um then this isn't a sign to increase your weights we when we put your rep range down so say for example we say do 10 to 12 reps with the weights that you're lifting 
you want to try and get to that 12 rep range and to 12 reps within that rep range. And if you get to 12 and those last couple of reps felt easy, then that is when it's time to increase your weights, not when you hit 10, for example. So, and also it's really normal um, for like upper body, it takes longer to, you know, um, strengthen as well. So you'll probably feel like you're on similar weights for a while, but just keep doing your thing and keep training, making sure the last two reps feel hard and get try and get to the top of the rep range before you increase the weights. Okay, Pam, how to eat three meals. I find it hard to eat three meals a day. Normally I either skip breakfast or lunch. We loved this question, featured on our Instagram, in fact. So, <laughs> um, uh, so basically, Pam, after looking at your diary, what you're doing is you're filling your calories with snacks. So you've got lots of energy balls in there, Rice Krispie squares, biscuits, lattes, ice cream. So what that suggests to me is that actually you are hungry. You are getting hungry in the afternoon. And that is probably because you haven't eaten in the morning or you haven't eaten at lunch. And therefore, you get more hungry in the afternoon or after dinner, right? So I think this story of I only want to eat twice a day may be habitual. And it may be a story that you've told yourself. I just don't like to eat breakfast. Whereas actually, let's see this week if we can try implementing that three meal strategy and maybe one snack because I promise you the moment you start to reduce those snacks and you add those calories into meals that are more nutrient dense you will see far greater far quicker results if you're filling up your calories with all this extra fluff on the side um, then it's actually going to be it's more likely to push you out of your deficit every single time okay so I really challenge you this week and it doesn't have to be big you know it does if you feel like you're not hungry in the morning even a bit of Greek yogurt and some fruit you know that's not particularly filling but it's just going to give you a little bit more protein a bit more satiated throughout the day and we'll cut out those snacks also Pam like when you have those things like if you do end up having like for example a rice crispy square actually like be mindful and after you've had it think in your head like do I feel full has that done anything has that touched the size or does that make me want to eat more of these snacks and I think that you'll start to realize the difference of how you feel after a meal and how you feel after one of those snacks and that will help you realize that maybe you do need another meal it makes you more hungry sometimes when you start snacking doesn't it yeah yeah Brenda is it okay that two of my strength classes are small group PT classes and then I do two of the fit female project home strength ones in a week I'll get in cardio too but I train harder with the PT with much heavier weights so when I put down four strength classes it means two uh yeah that's absolutely fine if you've got a PT um you can use them as one of uh, two of your sessions um and by, by the way this isn't a sign that everyone needs to go off and do other things like this is particular to Brenda um so yeah do your two PT classes and um, sessions and do our ones as well but also when you're saying I train harder with a PT with much heavier weights um I think we'd like you to also train hard in our workouts. I know maybe it's like a safety thing. You feel safer with the weights, but use your PT for knowledge. Check it, see what weights you're lifting with your PT and get them to explain them to you instead of them just, you know, handing you the dumbbells or handing you the barbell um, and not telling you what you're lifting. 
start to do it so that when you do train on your own, you're like, no, I know what I'm doing. Home, that might involve you just ordering some heavier weights for your home workouts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How should I realistically navigate the next few weeks in the lead up to my wedding? I want to still focus on weight loss and toning if I can, but I have so many things on that involve food. Mother-in-law and bridesmaids all want to bring me for afternoon teas on separate occasions. My family want to bring me out for a meal. Me and my fiancé want to have one last date night before we're married. Everything seems to be food-related, and I've something now most weekends in the lead-up to my wedding and worried my progress will now stall. Cora, I guess it's weighing up what you want and then not being afraid to communicate that with your loved ones okay because people want to be nice and unless you tell them and take responsibility to tell them what your preference would be then they won't know they'll just think that they're doing something nice they'll think she loves an afternoon tea I'll take her out to treat her but that's not on them that's on you because you've not told them actually I really want to feel good for my wedding day and I've got so much on this week. So can we go out for a brunch or a breakfast instead where I can get like an omelette and not go over your calories and not feel crap and not feel like you're then beating yourself up? I think that that's going to be really important right now to just kind of set the boundaries at where you want them to be. And that's not me saying you can't have this, you can't have that. It's completely up to you at this time. You might really fancy going out for an indulgent meal with your with your fiance, which great I totally get it pop it into my fitness pal exactly listen to our podcast on eating out follow those strategies and you can absolutely do that um so I think that everyone in life and this goes for weddings or any situation maybe when you're feeling sad when you have a grievance any time in life people try and make you feel better with food I think I I do it with my friends I'll bring them a box of chocolates you know we it's something that we do and um, just know that you don't always have to, uh, you don't always have to participate in that. You can set your own rules. Mm. And also, like, you take responsibility, think, okay, that's three weeks um, and that's maybe four things. So that means that all of the days outside of that, you have to be on it and that is in your control and you are going to nail it. Like, that's a good yeah. way to think too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Nicola Cha- Champion, Champion. I am not sure. Yeah, I am not sure on what weights to use for different exercises. I have a few at home. I'm going to join a gym next week. Yes, and ended up using the same ones for all of the exercises, which felt okay for some and probably too easy for others. How do I work out which to go heavier or lighter for? Um, I'll answer this first bit. That's a really good question. So. Uh, generally speaking, you'll have to go lighter with the weights for your upper body and heavier for your lower body um, or, or compound movements. Your compound movements are things like squats, deadlifts, lunges. Um, it shouldn't ever feel easy, whatever you're doing, and you should really struggle again to get the last couple of reps out. Um, but for example, um, if you're doing, think of it like this, 
if it's a bigger muscle, so say for example, if you're using your like your quads or your legs, they're bigger muscles than your biceps. <laughs> so like you'll generally have to go a bit lighter if you're working smaller muscles. Um, anything where you're bringing your arms out to the side, like your lateral raises, you're going to have to go lighter on. Um, and then the more you do it and the more you start, that's why we say to track your reps and your weights, the more it will start to click and you'll be like, oh my God, I can go heavier so make sure you're doing a good job of tracking all your weights into the app because then you'll be able to look and go oh that's what I use for my squats and that felt okay so I'm going to increase it and then when you're in the gym you're going to have access to everything so it will make sense um also I've got a slight twinge in one knee at the moment which hurts on lunges but squats aren't too bad um I want to know what you've done to it and why can you send us a video of you doing a squat and of you doing a, a lunge or even a split squat because um, your knees might be going in a little bit when you're doing lunges or something. Sometimes that, that happens. Um, so we feel that's fine. If you can do squats, um, you can do split squats where your one foot is in front of the other and you're just going up and down. So try that. But send us a video. That's some homework for you. Send us a video of you doing a squat and some lunges. You can just do body weight lunges if your knees hurt. Upload that onto your project form group on the app. That's where we can see everyone's videos. Okay, Victoria Lalman. Need some help as feeling a bit deflated this week. My weight is yo-yoing up and down and I'm on my period this week, but it's getting me a bit down. I've done extra cardio this week as well as my strength sessions. How can I stop being so hard on myself? Okay, so we had a little look at your food diary and your tracking um, last week was really sporadic. So you tracked... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, oh no, you you didn't track on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday or Sunday. So in the space of two weeks, there's only been six days that you've tracked the full day of eating. So we really have no idea what you're consuming. Um, it's all very well putting in like a breakfast or a lunch, but we need to have context of what you're having at the weekends and the evenings and stuff, because we actually know that, that generally is where most of us overeat. Um, so if you can just tighten up your tracking, we'll be able to coach you a lot better here and be able to help you. Obviously, if you're during a period or you're on your period, then your weight might be a little bit inflated. Um, but the other thing is you've told us that your goal is to look toned. You're already pretty lean, Victoria. Um, so from your pictures, we had a look, we had a, a snoop at your pictures and we would really like you to focus on building your muscle and shape and almost try and take the focus off the scales a little bit obviously you want to see some movement going down because you want to see some fat loss which we totally understand and support but also don't let those strength training sessions be affected by um you feeling rubbish about your weight not going down push 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 in those sessions we want to build you some glutes we want to build you some shoulders because your physique could be your physique is already gorgeous everyone says but it can be you know phenomenal with your your shape that you've already got so really push your training and we're, we're excited to see what happens mm -hmm. uh, Eleanor should I be ideally sticking to the three workout set or can I swap in one of the extra workouts that show up for me um so your program is your program the three full body sessions you must 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 stick to those there's no swapping for those because the way we've programmed them is so that you hit 
certain muscle groups a certain amount of time in the week. Uh, so this is really, really important. You can, if you want to, if you want to add in some cardio or if you want to add in an ab workout or an extra one or if you want to add in a little booty pump on top of it then you can um but the the point of having a program is so that you repeat it and get better at it and get stronger and that's how you time katie crook i would like to know more about high protein low carb rationale and why so many bodybuilders seem to adopt this method close to competitions i'm fully aware with them i'm fully with the mantra calories and long calories and protein is queen i think she means calories is king and protein is a queen but would like to know if eating more protein and less carbs would mean fat loss faster i'll answer that question first so bodybuilders would use this approach because their calories get extremely low when they're close to a show so what they need to do is they need to keep protein high to try and maintain as much muscle mass as possible and obviously with your fats, there are essential fatty acids that we only get from our food. Our body can't create on its own. So fat is necessary too. So therefore, the only macronutrient of choice that can be cut down are your carbs, which is why they go super low carb. Um, overall, ca calories will play the biggest part of fat loss. Um, so that's no indication as to speed of fat loss. Um, but obviously when it comes to bodybuilders and also with you guys, like this is why we keep your protein pretty high on the higher end of the kind of recommended range because we want you to maintain as much muscle mass. Remember post 30, we, we start to lose our muscle mass. Sarcopenia starts to happen, which is when we start to weight our muscle mass waste way if you think about your your nana and how kind of shriveled they end up and how thin a lot of the time or frail it's because it's because shriveled. they've lost their they've lost That's their nice sorry shriveled. so i hope my nana's not Please listening to this I'm, I'm actually i'm actually thinking of my granny who was like the ultimate like chain smoker had like full of wrinkles was super like Sheeny. Um, but yeah, it just loses all their muscle mass. So that's why we want to keep that nice and high. Anyway, I went on a ramble there. Um, and then second question is, I'm conscious that I'm doing most of my workouts at home at the gym as the gym I use at school is not the best equipped. Will this impact my progress? Is it better to use gym machines rather than dumbbells and bench? So uh, no, weight is weight, okay? Your body doesn't know if it's fancy equipment or not. Remember during lockdown, lots of people got in incredible shape. So some secondhand dumbbells, great. You know, it, your body literally doesn't know, only knows stimulus and how hard you're working. If you're beasting yourself at home with some dumbbells, then that's all we can ask of you. Um, what protein bars, Annalise, who, P.S., she's been at London Fashion Week and I keep seeing videos of her, like, <gasps> in the most fabulous outfit. So I'm like, oh, you look amazing. Um, okay, what protein bars would you recommend, if any? They all seem to have high fat content. I haven't really tried protein powder before, but as I don't really drink smoothies, I'm not sure how they'll benefit me. Funny one, Maz and I had this conversation about protein bars the other day because I actually have stopped eating them I used to eat one every day and I stopped eating them because I was like oh I don't really know if I love these anymore and they're good from the go but 
I think it's that moment of thinking, I know it can get your protein up, but if you can reach for things like a couple of boiled eggs, which you can buy, you know, if we're on the go in London, I know you're in London, Annalise, um, there's those sort of high protein options where you can get it from Whole Foods as well. I'm not saying that you don't have to get it from a protein bar, but um, ones that people like, I suppose, are those, are they fulfill bars. Um, yeah, yeah, fulfill the bars, they're like ones, 150 yeah. calories. Yeah. Um, and then some people like grenade bars. I had a grenade the other day and I was like, oh, it tastes a little bit quite artificial. So I think what I'm trying to say for you is don't feel like you have to start eating them just to get your protein up if you're not eating them already. We'd prefer you to probably get it from whole foods do you agree maz yeah definitely for sure uh but we want to be realistic here and if you are on the go and you're like oh my god i'm starving and it's either like get grab a protein bar or grab a chocolate bar then grab a protein bar um and then protein powder this is what will probably be more beneficial and i prefer you to have you can put protein powder in with your oats so overnight oats um or porridge oats you can disguise it in there so it doesn't have to be just as a smoothie you can sort of add it in um to to your brekkie that's a really good hack and that will give you the same amount of protein than eating a um a, a, a protein box the average one is like 200 to 250 calories um so, so i think sometimes it's better to eat a bit more food okay claire increasing protein without adding too many calories uh so for you claire i think you're quite often going over on your fats um so your butter cheese and chocolate so if you want to uh, allow more room in your allocated calories then i would drop these um because you're going over them to allow room for more protein uh rachel hayes i'm not always reaching my calorie target sometimes i'm almost 200 calories short is this okay i'm not feeling hungry but the scales aren't moving do i need to eat more um well, well done for tracking whilst you're on holiday and eating out for every meal you've made a really really good effort we're really proud um okay so unfortunately eating out and tracking isn't going to be as accurate as we think because it's impossible to know what's gone in the food you know oils it's usually really tasty so that means they've added butter or oil just lots of lots of things that you probably are not adding at home for example fry light they're not using that in the kitchen (laughs) um so i think that if your weight isn't going down again over time then this is a really good indication that you're actually not under your calories and not hitting the calories that we've set you you're actually staying at maintenance and um i think we have to always remember that the scales sometimes are um again this is over time because we know that you're during your period as well so um the scales will fluctuate around your period and hormonally for us we're always having changes so we know that they're never going down every single week but over time if they're not going down then it does mean that you're not sticking to your calories um or you're you think you're hitting them but you're not so let's just reassess that see what happens around your period now you're back and in control don't feel sad be happy that you've made really good progress in terms of like it hasn't all gone out the window while you've gone on holiday and let's just check in next week and see what happens okay uh, Elise, 
What's the best snack to have before doing a weighted workout? Currently having a banana and sometimes half a bagel or a protein bar, but is there something better I should have? Um, so it depends how hungry you are. If it's first thing in the morning and you wake up and you don't want to have your breakfast before you train, then something like a banana or a couple of rice cakes or half a bagel is great. Protein bar, I wouldn't go for because that's not going to digest super quickly and you, it's also high calories, right? It's like 250 calories for a snack, which you don't really need. Um, if you're working out later in the day, maybe it's likely that you've probably got enough stored energy in your body to get you through to your next meal. So if you're training at like when you get home from work and it's 6.30, you might be able to just, obviously, if you want a banana or something, fine. But it might be that if, you've, if you're running out of calories, but you want to make sure you have a nice big meal afterwards, that you... You kind of stick it out. And I don't know about you, Charles, but I find that when I start training and I am a bit hungry, as soon as I start, I kind of forget about it. Um, so I guess it depends. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I can't say, yeah, I agree. No, it's always on my mind. I have to eat before. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's, it, yeah. no, it's a good perspective. So I guess, yeah, think about how hungry you are and then, yeah, go for something that isn't going to be hard to digest. Um, Sarah, I've been using the tied up Pilates band for exercises. I'm guessing you mean for your um your booty exercises, and I need to buy a fabric booty band, and I'm not sure which resistance to go for. Um, so just go onto Amazon and just get a pack. You can get them for like I don't know, like a fiver or something, a pack of three, and it has the three different resistance, and then you can work it out yourself um as you're doing it usually don't I actually prefer with some of the, the bands especially the fabric ones the ones that aren't really really tight so you'll probably go for the lighter resistance <laughs> they're like <laughs> we're saying that because we we were we were filming the other week and we put I uh, got some new bands and I went to do a squat and Lizzie couldn't bend couldn't bend the legs it was so tight so anyway just get a pack of three and you'll have a nice selection should I be weighing <laughs> should I be weighing my food before or after cooking I'm starting to realize that weight varies greatly before and after uh yes if you are like ideally you'd weigh your meat raw um and your pasta and rice etc um but as long as you input it into my fitness pal either as raw chicken breast or cooked chicken breast um then that's fine but yeah you're right the values change whether it's cooked or uncooked yeah i think it's easier to weigh everything uncooked yeah no see I'm the opposite because I batch cook so like oh. on a Sunday if I do oh. if I do loads of chicken in the oven um then what I would do so then then I've got it in the fridge for the week to add to pasta or salads or wraps or whatever then I will weigh it out as I go so then it will all be in a big Tupperware and then every day I'll sort of weigh out cooked chicken 100 grams to cooked chicken and put that into my fitness pal um but that's uh, but I agree with you you're probably going to be more accurate if you are doing it for one set meal great but if you are doing that bulk then I sometimes think that that works better yeah yeah I suppose it depends what how you're doing it but that's a good way to do it what you've just um how you just explained it um Audrey this is our last question uh can you ever have too much protein um 
yeah like i'm sure if you ate extreme amounts um then your kidneys aren't going to be too happy but in this situation no um but if you like the thing is with your with your calories and macros that we set you if you go really really high or just generally speaking sorry like if you go really high with your protein then it actually means that you're probably sacrificing the other macronutrients and you need those too. So um, the answer is, yeah, like you you can, but you don't need to worry about that in this situation. You won't be having too much at all. You're fine. Okay, should we do some wins? Should we do two each? Yeah, go on, you start. No questions, still loving the programme. Super impressed that I'm surviving half term with no alcohol too, which is a first for me. (laughs) I love this and I totally get this. I went round to a friend's house yesterday and her little girl (gasps) was mental. And I was like, I left thinking she must be exhausted and also thinking, what have I done? massive win I think that that's really great Claire and I've seen actually that you've been replacing the habit with like a cold drink in a wine glass and an an ice cube I think you posted that photo um Mm. and it was something that you'd fancied it was like a zero calorie soda or something and I was like god she's nailed it because you've kept that sit down with your wine glass relax unwind but you're not having the extra calories of the wine yeah, wasn't it a um I wanted to say kimchi drink. It's not kimchi drink, it's a, oh, what's kombucha. a, thing? It's a kombucha. Kombucha, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Yummy. Why did I say kimchi? Is it well, from the same they're, thing? They're no, fermented. Anyway. <laughs> they're both fermented foods. You're not wrong. Oh yeah. Okay, thank God for that. But Gina, I have stayed focused. I've learned from last week. I've snacked less and I've been much closer to my protein. I've slept so well too. And as a result of that, Gina hasn't told us this, but we're telling you this. As a result of that, she's dropped two pounds this week. So that is amazing. And hopefully that's inspired you to keep going. Um, okay, hey, log <laughs> steps pushed for my mental health, and it was really helpful. And I included this one because I just saw the <clears throat> the power of getting some air and getting away from your thoughts, and I oh, just it it's so therapeutic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we forget like that. That is just such a big part of it. Um, Claire, I'm definitely finding tracking my food easier and I definitely have more energy. That is a win-win situation. It it does get easier and it does seem overwhelming at the beginning. Um, But honestly, the benefits of making all of these choices um, are are just going to be second to none. And we really hope that as the plan goes on, everybody feels like this and you start start having those moments of realisation where you're like, wow, this is actually making me feel better. Not like in the past where maybe you've dieted and you're like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. Oh my God, I've got no energy oh my god I can't go out with my friends like hopefully you have these little light bulb moments throughout and you're like oh my god this is actually great definitely okay lovely well done everyone that was a great week you had some there were some big wins this week actually um and the progress has been fantastic so we're very excited and here is to week three stick with it ask us all the questions use us as much as you can and um yeah keep the vibes high Yes. Right. See you later. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches. If you want to join our next six-week project, head to the website now for more info. You will not regret it. Bye.